I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. What is going on, Laker fans? Thank you very much for being a part of the show. Lakers talk tonight till 8 o'clock. We're a day away. Preseason is in the books. Uh, I think a relief for everyone that preseason in the books and real basketball that actually counts in the standings starts tomorrow. Lakers, Golden State Warriors up in the Bay, up in San Francisco. Obviously, the Golden State Warriors will get their championship rings. They'll put up a banner, and the Lakers will see if they can somehow find a way to upset the defending champs, see if they could start the season. Um, You know, it's interesting because uh, there is – so much to kind of go through and so much to figure out. And I don't think any of that stuff's going to happen in this. Certainly none of it got figured out in preseason. I don't know how many games it's going to take for the Lakers. And it's going to take for the coaching staff and for Laker fans to look at this season and look at this team and say, oh, okay, I, I see what we got. Because um, that certainly didn't happen in preseason basketball. Got a couple things I want to do for tonight's show. So we got some updates for tomorrow, some injury updates. Um, what we did learn, what we didn't learn in preseason basketball. I want to spend some time on what to expect tomorrow night, Lakers versus the Warriors, and really just kind of taking a look at these first 10, 10 games for the Lake Show and just how important this initial stretch, stretch is going to be. And it might be the toughest stretch. And I don't say that just from a matchup perspective. I say that from a – there's no continuity yet. There's there's nothing that we can all look at and say, I, I know what this team is going to look like. Um, and then, you know, the future of Russell Westbrook, I want to spend some time on as well. I really don't know what the plan is for Russ at this point. I'd be lying to you if I thought, oh, okay, those trade talks are over. It's going to be an interesting thing of, you know, I know last week when I did Lakers talk, the conversation was not there of Russ coming off the bench. He came off the bench for a few minutes in, uh, in the game on Friday night. Plus Trevor Lane, the Lakers nation will uh, join the show here in just a little bit as well. Speaking of Russ. So here, here are the, the, the latest injury updates that we heard earlier at practice today. And then Chris Haynes, within the last hour or so, sent something out as an update on Russ. So Lakers guard Russell Westbrook, obviously he's dealing with his hamstring, uh, hamstring injury, is expected to play in the season opener against the Golden State Warriors. So we're probably going to see, uh, it sounds like, Russ tomorrow, which is you know obviously really good news in the sense that um, uh, you, you won't have to miss time right out the gate. Preseason basketball was all over the place for the Lakers. I had no idea who was going to be playing in which game. I had no idea if they are going to be playing for a half, a quarter, whatever the case is. Some guys were making the trip. Some guys weren't. Um, so it's going to be a critical stretch for the Lakers to try to have everybody, just so you know what you have. Just so if Russ does uh, end up coming off the bench for the Lakers, cool, have him come off the bench. At least he's in those first 10, 15 games where it's incredibly, incredibly tough to start out the year. And you could start learning some stuff about this team, but you need guys like this in the lineup. So that's some, some good news right there. Chris Haynes reporting that Russ expected to play in the season opener. A um, couple other injury updates. So 
We got this a little bit earlier as well. Um, Dennis Schroeder underwent a procedure to repair a ligament in his thumb today. Dave McMenamin put it, put this out, according to Lakers head coach Sarvin Ham. He is expected to be sidelined uh, three to four weeks per Darvin Ham. We also got a from the media relations department. This was probably a couple hours ago or so that Dennis Schroeder uh, underwent successful surgery today to repair the ulnar collateral ligament on his right thumb. Schroeder will be reevaluated by team doctors in approximately three weeks. So um, Dennis Schroeder, not that you know, I, I think there's a lot of question marks. How 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 is he going to be used this season? How much of an asset can he be to the Lakers? You're really taking no risk by having Dennis Schroeder on this uh, on this uh, roster. But right out the gate, he's going to deal with an injury. You probably won't see him for a month or so. Somewhere around that time frame um, is when you know. Hopefully, we'll see we'll see him back at some point in November. And then the only other injury thing that I want to point out. Um, so. The Anthony Davis piece of it, he's all good to go. I saw a couple different quotes today on uh, on Anthony Davis, and, and he just basically said that he's got no issues, all ready to go for tomorrow. Um, I'll read the exact uh, quote here. I want to find it here from uh, Mike Trudell. I feel great going into tomorrow, no restrictions, playing basketball. So AD is obviously the most critical piece of all the guys that I just named. Are there some other guys that probably have some nagging injuries? Yes. Um, but as far as the Lakers go, the key players, the main players, it looks like AD Russ, all good, all good to go for tomorrow, uh, specifically the Anthony Davis piece. So what did we learn in Lakers preseason basketball? Um, if you guys learned a ton more than I did, I would appreciate you guys explaining to me what you walked away with. It was really, really tough to walk away with, and I'm not even talking about positives, negatives. I'm talking about just anything in general. It was incredibly difficult to walk away thinking in your head, okay, I know what this team is. I know what their strengths are. I know what their weaknesses are. And I'm not trying to justify here or explain that we're going to find all that stuff out in six preseason games. But, man, for the Lakers, it just seemed so much different because – you got a lot of guys that, um, you know, obviously new to the team. Or you have LeBron and Anthony Davis who, yes, have played with each other for a couple years, but it's not like they've been playing every single game together. Um, you know, throw Russ in the mix as well. You had AD that missed three games. You had a couple games that Patrick Beverly, LeBron, and Russ took off. Russ leaves with five, you know, I think only played five minutes or so coming off the bench in the uh, in the last game against the Sacramento Kings. So you had guys in and out of the lineup. You really, really in my opinion, did not get to see much, which leads me to tomorrow. Um, I could just completely take random guesses of who I think is going to start, who I think is going to come off the bench, who I think is you know going to be their go-to players, who, who's going to be uh, what lineup is going to close out a game. And frankly, I, I don't think it's it, it's uh, I don't think it's a fact that I don't know about it. I don't think anybody really knows and. and even if the coaching staff has an idea today what they're going to do for tomorrow, it might change by the time you get to Thursday's game. It might change again by the time you get to Saturday's game. That's the part for me that's most concerning coming into the regular season. I didn't really learn that much from the preseason. You know, we, we could say that, well, there was the vibe is different. We can sit back and say, 
uh, you know what, I think Darvin Ham's really going to get these guys to play defense. Uh, I think these guys are going to buy in. Um, there's we, we could try as best as we can. I, I, I could make one of the things I could walk away from preseason basketball, I could say that Kendrick Nunn, really nice player off the bench. Um, did he have you know a game where he str- really struggled from the field? Absolutely, he did. But I'm excited what Kendrick Nunn's going to bring to the table. I already know Patrick Beverly, who's been in the league for a long time, what he brings to the table. In the games that Anthony Davis actually did play, um, he looked like Anthony Davis. He looked like somebody who was comfortable. He looked like somebody that wasn't you know nursing any injury or anything like that. And I also think there's Laker fans that were out there saying, "Damn, he missed three of the six games," and that all of a sudden just gets them you know, concerned or worried naturally just for the mere fact that, you know, we've obviously known that he has dealt with injuries in the past. So I didn't really I didn't really walk away from preseason basketball feeling one way or the other. I think where I'm a little bit more hesitant coming out of preseason basketball, I don't know what to expect when tomorrow night the Lakers up in the Bay and you know, really trying to get off to a good start, really trying to grow some confidence, really trying to um, establish themselves in the Western Conference as, hey, that's a tough out. I cannot tell you, 24 hours from right now, the Lakers will be tipping off up in San Francisco, and whether they won that game by six or lost that game by 10, I can't really kind of lean one way or the other. And that's, um, that. that's, I think, what makes this season so far – when you don't really have that many questions answered, it kind of gives me a little pause here of, all right, I guess I'm just going to have to figure it out once the season starts. A quick reminder here, shout out here to Valvoline Instant Oil Change, a great partner on 710 ESPN and a great partner of Lakers Talk. We appreciate their partnership. Oil changes, tire rotations, transmission care, and more. Pull up, drive in, and drive out. It takes about 15 minutes. Visit SoCalOilChange.com for location and game-winning coupons of your next Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Um, This is what I want to do when we come back. I'm going to spend a little time on this. What should we be expecting tomorrow night? Uh, Laker fans, if you want to give your thoughts, your opinion of what we've already seen in preseason basketball and there was some stuff that stood out to you, great. I'm all ears. Uh, Share it with me as best as you can. Maybe you saw some stuff that I didn't see. But I really want to pay attention to tomorrow's game and just what kind of challenge that's going to be. I, I guess if there's some really good news about go, about going into tomorrow night's game. You're facing a team that does have the continuity. You're facing a team that has 100% found ways to win um, NBA championships, and they've done it with a lot of the same guys. And you know they're in an interesting situation too with that that whole the the Jordan Poole, Draymond Green stuff that went down a week and a half ago, two weeks ago. They just paid out Jordan Poole. They just paid out Andrew Wiggins. Uh, but the Golden State Warriors are the clash of the NBA. So the Lakers are not going to have to wait too long to take on one of the best teams in the NBA, uh, certainly one of the favorites, again, to win an NBA championship. What do you expect tomorrow night? Lakers and the Golden State Warriors will do that coming up next. Stay right here. Appreciate you guys being a part of the show. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. 
D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, like it is for every team out there, everyone's optimistic, right? The season hasn't started yet. Everyone's zero and zero, so there's a reason why you should be optimistic. Now the question's going to be, once the season starts tomorrow, Lakers and the Warriors, are we going to be walking away from that game tomorrow night saying, okay, there's definitely something to work with here, um, or is it going to have some? Is it going to have a vision of what the last couple of years have been like? And you know, I know every Laker fan. None of us, none of us want to go through what last season was. None of us want to go through what it was a year prior. But a lot of that, you know, you base that off of. Well, if the Lakers aren't healthy and AD's not healthy, then what chance do you really have? At, at least coming into the season. The big guns are ready. Of course, LeBron and Anthony Davis who is who I'm talking about. Um, so I, I want to talk about tomorrow night, some stuff to expect. Earlier today at practice, Anthony Davis was talking about the first couple of games here. And I'm, I'm going to lump not just tomorrow night's game. I'm going to really just look at the first few games of the season because uh, what a challenge it's going to be for the Lakers right out the gate. Take a listen to Anthony Davis. Our first two games are against two title contenders. So, you know. Um, it's always, you know, good to spoil a ring night. So, um, my says going up and, and starting the season, you know, with a couple W's. Okay. That's AD from earlier. He's not wrong. I mean that, listen, you want to start getting Laker fans excited about this season, go up to the Bay tomorrow night. And by the time 10 o'clock rolls around, and I'm doing the post-game show, I'm taking calls from Laker fans about how about that start to the season. How about the Lakers walking up uh, championship night or banner night, they're getting their championship rings, and the Golden State Warriors looking at the Lakers in the fourth quarter and saying, okay, yeah, they're they're, I don't want to say they're back or anything like that, but hey, that's an interesting team out there. AD is not wrong in that. And, and I think there is... You know, the start of the season is going to be fascinating to me. I'm just going to name off. I'm going to tell you the team, and I'm going to tell you whether they were in the playoffs last year or not. These are just the first 10 games of the schedule, about first 10 games or so. They start off against the Warriors. I don't need to tell you. That's not just a playoff team, but that's a team that won the NBA championship. Your second game of the season, you got the Clippers. Clippers are, as much as we sit back, and it's fair when we talk about the Clippers and say, why do we talk so much about them? Have they done anything? The answer is no, they haven't. But they got 
on paper, a really, really good roster coming into the season, and they should be one of those teams in the Western Conference to reckon with. At least that's the assumption. Okay, so that means the first two games of the year, you're playing playoff teams. You're playing, they could come out of the West, and you wouldn't be surprised. Those are your first two games. After that, you got the Blazers coming up on Sunday. Let's chalk the Blazers up to a, you know, a W, that that's a team that's still figuring things out. But Dame is back. And anytime you got Damian, Damian Lillard, that's obviously, he's always a threat. Then at Denver, at Minnesota, home against Denver, uh, home against the Pelicans. Those are four straight teams that made the playoffs and made some moves or just got healthy during the offseason, whether that's Zion coming back healthy or that's Gobert joining the Minnesota Timberwolves or Denver getting back Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. That's a tough four-game stretch right there. So that means uh, that means six of the first seven games for the Lakers are against teams that made the playoffs last year in the Western Conference. Then you get Utah, who's completely in sell mode. Then you got Cleveland. Then you're at Utah. Then you got the Clippers. And we'll just we'll stop right there. It is a tough stretch to start off the season. Those six of the first seven are against really, really good opponents. And the, the thing the Lakers are going to have to figure out on the fly, and this is why I kind of go back to the preseason basketball, to figure out on the fly who's going to be starting, who's going to be coming off the bench, who is the perfect complement to when AD's in, who's the perfect complement to when Braun is. I don't think I have any of those answers. Lakers tried something on Friday that I loved. I love the idea of this. You know what? We're going to bring Russ off the bench. Awesome. Bring Russ off the bench then. If Darvin Ham feels comfortable with bringing Russell Westbrook off the bench, awesome. Let's see what it looks like. What, what did we get? How many minutes did we get out of it? You really didn't get anything from it. And that that's how I felt like most of the preseason was. So what I think we could expect tomorrow is a Golden State Warriors team that's going to be as prepared as they always are, moving the ball around. You know, I, I know a, a lot of times when you get your NBA championship ring or, you know, you're coming back from – you have that Super Bowl hangover or that cha- NBA hangover when you, when you win an NBA championship. I think that stuff is common. Only difference of the Warriors is they've won so many championships that I'm sure they'll be prepared for that. The real question is the Lakers. Can they make it a game? You know, is Anthony Davis coming to a game like this, and do we walk away with Anthony Davis, with LeBron James, with some of these other guys that they brought in? Do we walk away feeling better about where the Lakers are and what the potential is? Or are we scratching our heads and it's a 10, 12, 14-point loss? Okay, then you got the Clippers game right after that. It's a Lakers home game. It's opening night for the Lakers on Thursday. Same exact thing. Are, are you walking away saying to yourself, okay, the Lakers are, these are two games in a row and they hung with these Western Conference. By the way, if you told me one way or the other, I would think that the Lakers will hang with these two teams. We'll see what uh, you know eventually happens. Um, but it's going to take time for them to get to a position where I think we're all feeling comfortable with this squad. And to to have to do that right out the gate versus a lot of tough teams on the schedule, to have to do that right out the gate versus teams that uh, you think are going to be competing for an NBA championship or competing in the Western Conference, that's a tall task. It really is. It's a tall task. And we'll uh, we'll have to see what LeBron James and Anthony Davis, uh, you know, are are obviously able to do under those circumstances and under those uh, situations. So, as we get ready for tomorrow, um, there's a lot of lot of really good, interesting articles, interesting stories that are out there right now. Um, predictions for the entire season. I saw something that was kind of crazy. Funches had sent this to me. 
Um, win-loss projections. I did a little bit of this last week, but I'm just going to point it out real quick. ESPN forecast had the Lakers at 42-40. and 40. Caesars had the Lakers winning 44 and a half games. Okay, Both of those, if that was the case, if ESPN was right and if Caesars was right, then that means the Lakers would be in the playing tournament. So not a solidified play, you know, obviously a playoff game, um, a playing tournament. And if you're going to host a playing tournament, you got to be 10 games over 500. So those records don't obviously represent that. Then there's 538. 538 had the Lakers. I don't really understand this one unless they are just taking into account, um, you know, assuming injuries and health and everything else. They had the Lakers at 32 and 50 as far as their record this season. Um, I, I, you know, I, I've mentioned this a couple times. I think I talked about this last week. I could sit here and give everyone, hey, here's my prediction. Here's what I think. Here's how many wins I think the Lakers are going to have. And and everyone can go out there and give their projections, and they could talk about why uh, the Lakers will win X amount of games. None of it really matters. And and I, I think this Lakers team, if there's one thing that I'm kind of hoping for and depending on, which is not easy anytime you play for the Lakers franchise, don't pay attention to anybody. Turn off all that noise, and you know hopefully the Lakers are just worried about themselves internally, try to figure some stuff out. But uh, everyone's all over the place on Laker predictions. 45 wins, 42 wins, or in this case, 32 wins. That means they'd be 18 games below 500, be even worse than last year. I don't think any Laker fan can go through another season like that again. Uh, Trevor Lane of Lakers Nation, he's coming up next. Got a lot of questions I want to ask Trevor and see if he can help kind of figure out um, what that lineup's going to look like tomorrow. We'll do all that coming up next. Uh, Stay right here. This is uh, Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right, Lakers taking on the uh, Golden State Warriors. Tomorrow night will be the start of the the 2022-2023 season. I want to welcome in... Trevor Lane of Lakers Nation. Uh, Trevor, always appreciate you coming on, buddy, especially the eve before the next season starts. I know you're excited, and uh, hopefully Laker fans are as well. Let, let me let me start off with this because 
you know, I, I spent some time kind of trying to break down a little bit of the preseason, what to expect tomorrow. However, I don't think it's, you know, I, I think it's really tough to figure out what this Lakers team is. I don't know how much preseason helped. Do you feel the same way that you're kind of scratching your head of what, what to expect as far as lineups go tomorrow and really just a, a performance for the Lakers taking on the defending champs? Hey, Alan. Yeah, happy happy basketball eve. Uh, yes, I, I yes. definitely. It's a, it's a it's a great time of year, but uh, I definitely agree. I feel like the the preseason was not nearly as informative for Coach Darvinham as they had hoped it would be, and a lot of that was Anthony Davis, LeBron James, Russell Westbrook shuffling in and out of lineups, and I think they just never really got a look at what they needed to. Case in point. I have no idea who the starting lineup is, and, and I don't think I don't even know if Darvin Ham knows for sure who's going to be starting in tomorrow night's game. At, at this point, is Russell Westbrook going to start, or is he going to come off the bench? They they wanted to experiment with that, and then he had the hamstring issue. We've seen uh, the Lakers go big with Anthony Davis at center. They've seen they we've seen or uh, with Damian Jones at center. We've seen them go smaller with AD at center. I don't know that they saw nearly enough. And I also think this is maybe a little bit scary, and I don't want to be negative here to start the, the season, but it's a little bit scary that there's a decent chance, whatever the starting five is that rolls out on the floor tomorrow, there is a decent chance that that five has never started an NBA game together, that we didn't see them during preseason, they've never started a game, and they're rolling in there against the reigning champs that have spent years now playing basketball mm. together. That's that's a little bit concerning on my end, Ellen. So here, here's the thing, Trev. I, I think you're 100% right, and I think it's the reality. I, I think there is some concern. Like, I, I've, I've spent some time on this trying to, trying to figure out. It's like, all right, you're going to start the season off. You're going to take on teams that either have some chemistry or, listen, not every team is going to be perfect. Um, the, the Warriors are the one team you could sit back and say, Okay, I think they could just flip the switch on whenever they want. But they also had an interesting offseason with a Draymond-Jordan Poole situation. We'll see what happens there. Clippers, they'll try to bring Kawhi Leonard back and see how, you know, obviously that entire um, fit works with everybody else. And I'm sure will fit, fit well. Then you got Denver bringing back Jamal Murray and Michael Porter. I'm not saying every team is perfect because they're not. But I feel like the transitions for other teams are a lot different than the transitions are going to be for the Lakers. And a lot of these new players on the roster, a lot of these role players, I don't know. It's tough to kind of gauge what these first 10 games will look like. But I almost feel like if they're playing 500 basketball by the time we're two weeks, three weeks in, you you jump at that, you take it, and hopefully it's nothing worse than that as they try to figure stuff out. Yeah, absolutely, especially when you look at their opponents in these first 10 games. Not going to be an easy stretch. And as you mentioned, it's going to be you know a lot of new guys trying to come together. And part of that is just a symptom of changing out almost your entire roster. Every you know The last two seasons we've seen it now. You're just – this league we've seen – this is something I've written about a bit recently, something I've been talking about on our shows. In the NBA right now, you're seeing player movement to a degree that we haven't in, in previous decades. And the side effect of that is I think that the teams that are able to get their guys and keep their guys year after year go into the season with an advantage over teams that are trying to incorporate a lot of new faces. And that would be this Lakers team this year. So it's going to be a little bit of playing catch up in that regard while also trying to figure out what everyone's role is. So it's not going to be an easy task. And I think this is going to be an early challenge for Darvin Ham to figure out the right path forward in terms of who's playing where, who's in what role, 
who's playing how many minutes and, and all of that, and what are the best combinations on the floor, and find some way to win basketball games in the meantime. I'm with you. If they are 500 through these first 10, you're happy if you're the Lakers. Uh, Trevor Lane from Lakers Nation taking some time to join Lakers Talk. Trevor always does a fantastic job covering the Lake Show. Um, Trevor, I'm, I'm going to stick with the Russell Westbrook. Uh, we, we didn't get to see much of it, but the news had come out that on Friday that Lakers were going to try to bring him off the bench. Um, it looks like, according to Chris Haynes, he'll be okay to go tomorrow, which is obviously good news. Um, in a couple of weeks from now, is Russ coming off the bench, or do you think Russ is a starter? What, how do you think that plays out? I, I think Russ comes off the bench. I think it makes the most sense. It makes sense on paper. I've said for a while now that you can kind of have the same effect with him coming off the bench as starting if you just stagger the minutes in the right way, because really the goal is to get LeBron and Russell Westbrook to not overlap quite so much. That, that's what really you're really trying to do with bringing Russ off the bench. It's let him have kind of his own quote-unquote team. I think you can still accomplish it with him starting, but I think if you're going to rip that Band-Aid off and you're going to have him coming off the bench, it's something that you're going to want to give a lot of time to before you want to go back to him being in the starting lineup because if that doesn't work, it's, it's easier to start the season with him on the bench and then maybe a month or two in say, okay, we're going to go back to him starting than to begin the season with him starting and then move him to the bench at some point because that kind of puts some blame on him. It's also going to be difficult if you kind of yo-yo him back and forth. So I think they start him off on the bench. I think that's the easier path to take right now, and I think it makes sense with their roster construction. And you have to give that some real time to sort of gel. So I think a few weeks from now we still see him coming off the bench, and then we go from there. And at, at some point maybe that changes, and maybe he moves back into the starting lineup, but – I think they're going to, whatever decision they make, they're going to give it some real time before they switch up whatever whatever decision that is. And again, I, I think it's ultimately going to be uh, Russ off the bench leading the uh, leading the bench squad. It's fascinating because, you know, I, I think this will continue to be a storyline when it comes to Russ. And a lot of it has to do with, let, let's say the Lakers, like you and I just said, they go 5-5 five and five and five to start the regular season. Maybe even six and four, but we'll, we'll stay at five and five. Then there's no, I think there's a you know a level from the Lakers front office and everybody else. It's like okay, hey, the team should probably only get better from here. It was tough competition. They're they're going to eventually get into some kind of a rhythm. Guys are going to understand their rotations when they're coming and when they're coming out and everything else. But if the other thing happens, Trev, where you're 15 games in, and let's say the Lakers are sitting at you know, five and ten or six and nine. I'm very curious to see how the front office is there some panic? Is there some you know, it's no secret that the Lakers obviously were looking to shop Russ during the off season. Okay, didn't happen. Uh even at training camp, before training camp, it was there was chatter that they were still trying to make it happen. Uh but the Lakers never did. Do you think this is how the Lakers start off the season or as we get closer to the trade deadline um, there could be a moment that comes up and they understand, look, we only get so many shots at this with LeBron James. they got to be smart. Are those picks more important than you know playing out the rest of this season? What, if things aren't going as planned, do you expect them to, um, I don't know if panic is the right word, but make a decision that they maybe wouldn't have made before the season started? Yeah, and I think that's something that particularly if they start slow, they're going to have to make a decision on sooner rather than later. Um, because of the difficulty of the Western Conference and how hard it's going to be to dig yourself out of 
Right, whatever if you fall, you if you fall too in, far if, back. Exactly, exactly. So if you start off slow, I think that does impre- increase some of the pressure to do something and, and to switch things up, and that probably means some kind of a trade. But I also think that there's a minimum bar that has to be cleared there because if you're the Lakers and the team is just – I'm not projecting this is what's going to happen. I don't want to put this into the universe, Alan, but if the team is just a complete disaster hmm. and you're the Lakers, do you look at that and say – Let's go get Miles Turner and Buddy Heald. They are enough to fix this. Probably not. I think there's a, there's a point where if you are bad enough, the Lakers say, well, you know what, even if we make this kind of a move, if we trade Russell Westbrook and go get a couple of rotation guys, it's not going to change our fortune significantly enough, and it could actually push them into inaction. So I think that if they do start off slow, they still have to show signs of life. I think they have to prove to the front office that they just need a little bit of extra help in order to get them to kick in those two first-round picks in a deal and then go get the win-now pieces that they need. So I, I think it's kind of an interesting line that they're going to have to walk there when they're deciding what to do. And the ideal situation is they keep their heads above water long enough to where the Lakers can be patient, the front office can be patient, and then figure out the best deal without having that urgency. But we'll see if that's if that's the situation as it plays out. Trevor Lane from uh, Lakers Nation joining Lakers Talk. Trevor, I know you you know, you know do – Lakers is obviously your bread and butter, but you and I are always following the NBA, always have some intrigue with some of the other teams. When you look at the West, you know, I, I'm going to go through a couple of these teams here. you got the Warriors on Tuesday. you got the Clippers coming up on Thursday. But next week, you're at Denver, you're at Minnesota. Um, I think in the third week of the season, you're playing the Pelicans. There's kind of an interesting team, another up-and-coming team. The the teams that were in the playoff picture last year, the only one it really feels like that's fallen out is going to be the Jazz because they're you know deciding to completely tank. They trade away Donovan Mitchell. They trade away Rudy Gobert. Of all the teams that you expect to make the playoffs, is, is there – should we be talking more about the Clippers or talking more about Denver? Is there? I'm just curious to see, is there a team out there that you think the Lakers are going to be facing here early on that has a legitimate chance of coming out of the Western Conference? Yeah, I think definitely the, the Clippers. And I've had, you know, a lot of people have said the Nuggets too. Both of those teams are, are primed to improve drastically compared to last season, and both of them due to injuries. But I look at the Clippers. I, I am a big proponent of wing depth in the modern NBA. I think it is a, a wing players league, and the Clippers have a ton of it. They've got a ton of wing depth. I think that's going to allow them to uh, rest Paul George and Kawhi Leonard when need be. I think they've done a nice job finding some young talent that can kind of help bolster their lineup as well. I think on paper they could wind up being the top team in the Western Conference. So. They are definitely a team that that has my eye. The Nuggets certainly right up there as well. The the West is going to be absolutely brutal. As you said, the Jazz dropped out, but you look at so so many teams got better. The Clippers got better. The Nuggets got better. The Wolves, uh, the Mavs lost uh, lost Jalen Brunson, but you still have Lucas, so they're not they're not going away. They picked up some pieces like Christian Wood and Javale McGee. Right. They're still going to be mm-hmm. in the mix. You've got Memphis is still around, even without Jaron Jackson Jr. They've proven that they can win despite losing players due to injury. You've got so many teams that have continued to improve. Even the Sacramento Kings are hopeful that they're going to make a playoff push this year. And they just picked up Keegan Murray, who I think is a very, very talented young young rookie. The West, Allen, it's going to be an absolute gauntlet. It's going to be tough. And, uh, you know, I mean, good teams are going to be on the outside looking in in the Western Conference playoffs this year. Um, I, I, again, well, not Sa- Sacramento, negative, but it's Sacramento on time. Friday looked like the 98 Bulls. 
We we made them look yeah. like they were the greatest team <laughs> that we've ever seen in a preseason game. Um, okay, we're, real quick one on on this on the Warriors front, and I'm, you know, I have such fascination. I think you and I we hit on this in the beginning. My fascination is because we really didn't get to see anything in the preseason that helped form any clarity. I have no idea what if Lakers won by six tomorrow. They lost by twelve tomorrow. I I, I guess I. I mean, shocked. I'd be much more shocked that they won by six, just because I don't know what to expect. Do you do you think that situation, the Jordan Poole, Draymond Green, you think that situation affects this year in any way? I, I've been trying to figure out. You know, a team that has been as well run as they have. This is not the first time they've had some drama. They had some drama with Draymond and uh, Kevin Durant back in the you know obviously back in the days when KD was still there. But I feel like this one is so much different. Is there, for the first time, do you feel like, hey, maybe what they've done and what they've accomplished over all these years, maybe there's a little something there, there's a little fraction there that uh, is beyond just something that's X's and O's? Yeah, I mean, I think there could be, particularly when you look at the contracts that are involved, right? Draymond Green would like an extension on his contract. He has a player option uh, coming up this summer. And he just watched Jordan Poole and Andrew Wiggins get paid a lot of money. Yep. And he's still kind of waiting to be taken care of. So I think there's the potential there. Um, that said, this is a team that's played together for a long time. They've this is their ring night. They've won. They've won plenty. Um, I don't know how much it's going to set them back. As we always say, winning cures all. And this is a team that's very good at, at doing just that, winning. So I'm not going to project them to fall to pieces over this or anything. But it is certainly something to keep an eye on to see if there is any kind of uh, disharmony within the Warriors, and uh, if there is, I guess that that wouldn't hurt the Lakers' chances for uh, going up to Golden State and stealing a win tomorrow night. All right, Trev, let's see what happens, buddy. It'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see the first few games for the Lakers, and it all starts tomorrow night. Trev, I appreciate the time, and uh, we'll connect with you soon. Thanks, Alan. Always a blast to talk Lakers with you. All right, that is uh, Trevor Lane right there, Lakers Nation. Yeah, it's interesting. I I. I you know, you want to be optimistic because anytime you start a season, you're zero and zero. So we will take that. Uh, but damn, do we need some games under our belt, some real games to kind of gauge what this Lakers team is going to be. Um, we come back. LeBron spoke at practice today. There's a few clips that I do want to play from that perspective. And I, I want to hit on a little bit more what Trevor and I started to talk about in regards to Russell Westbrook and how are the Lakers going to use him this year? What happens? What triggers the Lakers to say, okay, we got to go out there and make a trade? Um, I, I want to kind of walk through that as well. We'll do all that coming up next. Stay right here. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. 
What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. All right, Lakers Talk is presented by Valvoline Instant Oil Chains. Just pull up, drive in, and drive out. In about 15 minutes, visit SoCalOilChains.com for location and game-winning coupons off your next Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Tomorrow night, Lakers taking on the Golden State Warriors up in San Francisco. We'll have our pregame show at 5.30. Tip-off will be at 7. Don't worry. Uh, we'll all be on. All the local shows start at 6 a.m. and go through the day leading up to the uh, pregame show um, thank you to uh, Trevor Lane of Lakers Nation. Always great to talk some uh, Lakers basketball with him. Uh, so I, I want let me hit on this real quick, and then I want to play something from uh, from LeBron. Um, you know, I brought up the conversation: is will the Lakers? How, how are they going to use Russ? What is the plan for Russell Westbrook? And I don't have that answer, by the way. I do know that the Lakers obviously tried trading him in the offseason, and it didn't happen. And you know, the reasons why it didn't happen. Lakers have their reasoning of how they value certain draft picks. I'm sure other teams trying to take advantage of the Lakers, knowing that this is a franchise that's trying to win right now. Um, you know, they, they they want those draft picks. And, hey, it's the cost of doing business. You want a couple role players, you're going to have to take back some salary, and we want those draft picks. And the Lakers said no to that. It's trying to kind of balance this trigger point for the team. If you're five and five through the first ten games, if you're eight and seven through the first fifteen games, I'm, and I'm trying to be conservative because I don't know what Lakers team we're going to have once the season starts, so I'm just going to be more cautious when it comes to that. But let's just say they're a 500 team through 15 games. I, I think there's some light at the end of the tunnel where you could start telling yourself, okay, let, let's let's take a second here. We just went through a really tough part of the schedule. The team should only get better over time because guys are going to have more continuity with each other. All right, let's let's kind of see what we have here. And maybe there will come a time where they could still be proactive on deciding what to do with Russ and if there's a trade out there that makes sense. Okay, what about the opposite side of it? What if through 15 games, the Lakers are sitting at 5-10? and 10? You start panicking and saying, okay, well, we're not going to go two seasons in a row of not making the playoffs. we got to freaking make a move and do whatever we have to do. And if it costs us two picks, then let it be. That's why it's so, I, I think it's so interesting to see the Lakers because their situation is so much different than a lot of other teams. A lot of other teams in the NBA already know where they are. They are either already know, okay, hey, we're an up-and-coming team. Let's just make the playoffs or the playing tournament, and let's take our chances. Or, you know, no, we're a title contender. We're in a win mode now. Or as there are a lot of handful of teams out there, and I think that number is only going to grow, no, we're trying to tank. We want to, you know, we'd rather find a way to, uh, you know, obviously uh, lose as many games as possible, get a chance at some of those young draft picks. So we'll all keep an eye out of how this Russell Westbrook thing uh, pans out and how it works. I'm more concerned today. Where are they going to use him? Is he going to be in the starting lineup? Is he not? I want to play a quick uh, a quick hit here from LeBron earlier today at the Lakers practice facility. Here's LeBron on the upcoming season. I don't put too much on it. Um, it's the beginning of a, of, a, of a long journey that you hope, and uh, beginning of a marathon. So, you know, you want to try to get better throughout the uh, throughout the season for sure. After these six preseason games, you guys have had a couple of practices. What's what's been the focus heading into the opener? Um, just playing how we want to play, how we want to compete. Um, you know, play hard, play smart, have fun, live with the results. That's the team that you have coming into opening night, matchup with 
the vision that you had over the summer trying to you know, make things right after last year didn't go the way you wanted? Um, the vision, I didn't really have a vision. Um, you know, just health has always been, you know, a big piece, you know, for our club since I got here. So, you know, that's the only vision of how we can come in and be as healthy as possible, give ourselves a chance to win every night. How important do you view this first stretch of games, uh, considering, you know, it's Darvin's first time as head coach, uh, there's some, some tougher opponents. Uh, how much going to help you to get off of it? Just want to play well. You know, we want to play up to, uh, you know, what we've been, you know, preaching since the first day of training camp. And, uh, you know, win, lose, or draw. Um, and that's what we want to do. We feel like we're getting better than you can live with the results. In the, in the stretch of this preseason, when, when you guys have looked your best, what, what have you seen? What have you felt is like, this is what we're doing. This is what's enabled us. Um, uh, defensively, uh, we've been making teams tough t uh, take tough shots. We've done a good job, a decent job of rebounding. And, uh, and offensively, we play with a lot of pace and um, move the ball a lot. Um, so that's very key. All right, that's LBJ previewing uh, the upcoming season, really just kind of previewing these first couple of games coming up for the Lakers. They're going to have their hands full. And we're, we're going to learn a lot about the Lakers early in the season. We're going to learn about them tomorrow when they take on the Golden State Warriors. We'll learn a little bit more when they take on the Clippers. You can hear... Trevor Lane, I'm sure every Laker fan, we hate to kind of, yeah, it looks like the Clippers are going to be good. They will be good, and they will be a team to reckon with. And the Lakers got them coming up on Thursday. Even in these games, I'm going to give you an example. They got, Lakers got the Blazers coming up on Sunday. Even a game like that, which you don't even think is a big deal, those are important games for the Lakers because you're not going to have many on the schedule where, you know, you're hoping to have a game that you could dominate, have a game that you actually have the advantage and there aren't too many of those. I think you got Utah twice, one of these games in Portland or against Portland. And then literally the rest of the games from there are going to be against playoff teams. So the Lakers will uh, right out the gate. We're going to find out a little bit about them. Um, I did mention, and uh, as far as the um, ESPN LA app, Lakers Talk, if you miss any part of the show, you can go on the app, catch all the shows, really, including this one, and our Lakers Talk daily content that we're doing. A uh, quick thank you to Michael Funches, Laura Romo, and Mario Ruiz. Uh, Laker fans, tomorrow is opening night. Appreciate you guys being a part of the show. Have a great rest of your night. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.